Well, welcome everybody to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. Uh, today is another episode of our Thursday Thinkers. And on the line with us today, I have my dear friend, Rose Pardiak, um, and she is in the field of education. Now, in the field of education, unbeknownst to many of our listeners, I'm sure there are many different jobs besides just being a teacher. And Rose is going to share a little bit about her background. And as always, we're going to talk about some thinking principles as we go through. And I'll give you something to chew on in your thinking at the very end. All right. Well, welcome, Rose. I'm so glad you could be here with us today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Well, so tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, a little bit about your background, kind of leading up to where you are now. Okay, well, I have a bachelor's in elementary education, and I have a master's in early childhood. And between my, well, up until graduating high school to getting my bachelor's was a whole nother um living experience altogether. I went the uh, 12-year um, route. Um, yeah, it took me 12 okay. years from graduating from high school to getting my bachelor's degree. Um, and then my master's was an online program after that. So it was uh, it was definitely a journey for me to get to get through it all. Yeah. Well, tell us, why did you want to go and get these degrees? Um, I felt that it was something that I should do. Um, I was brought up in in just thinking that education was important. So I, after high school, I thought, well, what else do you do after you graduate high school? And I didn't want to just, you know, have a job and, and not really go anywhere or, or do anything. I thought that in order to be somebody, you had to get a degree. So um, I kept reaching for that goal of getting a bachelor's degree. And I chose uh, elementary education because, um, well, originally in high school, I thought I liked, you know, talking to people, people like sharing their problems with me. I can listen. I'll go into psychology. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't like grown-up people. They're they're not really any fun. I like kids. <laughs> kids are fun. They're easy. So I'm thinking, you know, Child psychology would be really easy. It's kids and you listen to problems. Fantastic. Um, while at community college, I got a D in psychology. So mm. I thought that that was one of the biggest failures in my life and says, well, I guess psychology isn't my field. I'm going to have to pick something else. Um, so then I thought, well, I still like kids. I still like being around kids, kids like flock to me for whatever reason they do, you know, maybe we just, you know, our energy senses together. But so I thought, well, I'll go into education. Education seemed like um, a good field to go into because I liked being around kids, not really knowing yeah. that there was, you know, theory involved and reading and a lot of other work other than just playing with kids all day. So but that took me to getting the bachelor's in in education. Awesome. And then why did you go back for a master's? At the time that I had uh, gone back for a master's, I was a school administrator in a private school, and 
I wanted something more. I wanted something that was more definitive. I felt that I'd heard that once you had a master's degree, you're specialized in a particular field of study, and that's what you're going to do. So I was like, okay, what can I, you know, become a master in? What can I continue on my education with? And I thought, well, at the time I was, you know, a school administrator, but we had young children. We started out with preschool and daycare, and I said, you know, I think I would rather do it in early childhood as opposed to educational leadership. I I knew that I didn't want to be a principal. I didn't want to deal with the adult teachers, the adult parents, and children. So I, again, focused on the young children and went into early childhood for my master's. So your your experiences really, those first experiences led you to making some decisions along the way. So it wasn't like you said, um, you know, the very first decision that you made is what you're doing today. Absolutely. The, there was always this goal to work with children. However, all of the decisions along the way had followed that goal, that path, but yet you know, kept changing. Yeah. And then um, as far as specialized knowledge goes, so um, for our listeners, specialized knowledge comes in one of two ways. The first way is through this um, experiential kind of observational reflection learning. So going throughout life and being reflective and learning from that. And then the second way is by finding specialized knowledge through um, a, a class, a course, a degree. And so it does not matter which path you you need. Um, so we're not here to advocate whether you get a degree or you not get a degree. However, um, the the purpose for getting a degree or not um, needs to come first. So the decision. So Rose, you said that you um, you already had a you know an administrative job, but you wanted more. So you felt a calling in your life that you wanted to be more, to do more, to have more. And so that's why you chose to go back for a degree. Absolutely. There was, I've always had this, you know, feeling that I reach a certain point, but there's got to be more out there. There's got to be more to have, more to get, more to be, more to do. And what's the next step in order to get that? What can I do? Do I need to you know, move on from the job that I'm in? Do I need to get more education? Do I need to learn something new? You know, what is it that I need to do in order to get more? So your desire to help other people um, over time has really kind of stayed the same, but yet uh, the pathway or the decisions that you have made um, have changed a little bit. So tell us a little bit about what you do now. What I do now is I am a supervisor of home visitors. And as home visitors, we go out into um, families' homes and we help the parents. We provide strategies and tips on um, strengthening the development of children, but we do it in the home and we do it with parents. So if parents are struggling with... um, you know, we the our program is in early Head Start. So if the parents are struggling with uh, how am I going to transition my child from 
let's say, uh, the bottle to a sippy cup, or I want to get rid of bottles and sippy cups altogether. How can I do this? It's not working. Um, the child is still, you know, drinking from the bottle, wanting the bottle. And so what we go is we support the parents and everything that they're trying to do, and we provide them other strategies of how to do things. In supporting the families, we're there to help them get through their struggles. So any new parent knows that parenting, period, is not the easiest thing to do, but having somebody there to support you makes makes the struggles a little easier. So as home visitors, that's what our job is. So you're really coming in and you're working with the family and working on like individual goals, serving them where they're at. Yes. Every family has their own goals of whatever they want to do. Um, meeting the family where they're at in every sense of the way is showing the family that with with our help, you can do this. You can reach your goal. You can get through this on to the next goal, and everything's going to be all right. So it's not just really about the, the goal that they're working towards, but the, the process of empowering them as they go through and even teaching them, just like we do on this podcast, about this is how you think about this so that the next time this uh, a situation or a problem occurs, they have the resources to confront their problem on their own. Exactly. If, if not just resources, but um, to be able to reflect back on something that might have happened that with our support they were able to get through it, remember those feelings, remember how you did that, you can tackle the next obstacle because you've been through this one. So you know what it takes, you have what it takes, we can get through this together. Yeah, so change your thinking, change your life. I love it. <laughs> awesome. So um, here we talk a lot about how success leaves clues. So um, one thing that our listeners love to do is really kind of mine through people's stories and find the clues that have led to your success. So in your journey so far, what do you think are some of the things that have helped you the most? Um, I think... Just keeping focus of what I want, what I want to do, what I want to become, what what I'm good at. So I'm good, of course, with children, um, in in teaching children or knowing how children could possibly learn better or easier. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to build those relationships with families to get them to trust that I know what I'm saying or trying, you know, get them to do. Um, trust and in itself, you know, I, I need somebody to know that they they can trust me. Um, and those kinds of things have have kept me working towards becoming a better version of me because it's whatever field that or whatever realm I'm going in if you're if I'm telling you something and you're you we have the relationship and you trust what I say that whatever you're going through maybe it'll work for you too 
Mm, okay, so really that inspiring somebody else. Yeah, yeah, inspiring people. Um, I try to do that with my team. Um, you know, I I know where they're at in, you know, workload and, and what they have to do. I, you know, share the same share the same things with them. You know, they have a caseload of families. I have a caseload of families. I've done uh-huh. the paperwork. I know, you know, what it's like to be in the situation to where some families, everything just clicks. Other families, it's sometimes more of a struggle. So by yeah. having experiencing the same things that they could be experiencing um, helps them to know that I, you know, I know where they're at. I know how they feel. I've been there. So the things that I can say to them to, you know, hopefully change their their outlook on it to, you know, influence them better um, is from experience, is from doing the same thing. Yeah, so so now you're really talking about this idea of um, servant leadership where you're coming in and you're not only um, doing the work, so to speak, but you're also serving the people who are on your team. So you're helping them get what they need um, and and in that regard, everybody sees success. Yeah, I think um, I've you know in changing or growing myself as a leader from just being somebody who says you need to do this because I said so because I'm the right. boss to um, you know influencing them by what I do and by what I say, but also understanding that each person is is their own person and they're going to be you know they're they're all going to need different things from me so how can I be the best to give them everything that they need yeah that's awesome so um tell me because um up until now in your story it kind of sounds like other than the 12 years it took to get a degree um it sounds like everything has been um perfect so is that the case no, life is, is not perfect. And I guess, you yeah. know, when you say, yeah, life is not perfect, oh, my gosh, you know, how cliche. But if it was perfect, we wouldn't need to constantly have the drive to move on. So yeah. we're striving for more. And, and you know, you continue to move on and grow because you want something more. If everything is perfect, you wouldn't have that want or desire. So things come at you. But if you keep in mind of, of what what you really want or or if you have, you know, too many goals and you can only give a little bit of yourself to all your goals without really mm-hmm. focusing on one, then that slows down the progress. Absolutely. But, I, there's a quote um, by Thomas Merton that says, scattered powers easily fatigue and when you have like you said too many things going on um, it's hard to have that persistence and to get anything done so really for you in your story it comes right back to desire that your desire to want to make that difference um, helps you to persist even when those struggles find you absolutely I mean to for somebody you know were to take me 12 years to get my bachelor's degree, there were, you know, going to school full-time, working full-time, working two jobs, going to school part-time, going to school full-time, working a part-time job, um, getting married. Oh, yeah, that, you know, 
gets thrown into it. Um, moving out of, uh, you know, mom and dad's home on your own, having to pay, you know, all of that. Yeah. Are are those little um, those little struggles that you have to work through in order to continually, you know, reach your goal. But having the goal in mind is no, I'm going to get this degree, you know, no matter what had kept me, you know, moving towards that. And then the desire for more, you know, encouraged me to go on for my master's. And then now even, you know, having my master's for, I don't know, I think it's 15 years now, what, what more, you know, I'm to the point, you know, in life again, what more can I do but in, in what way? Do I need to have more education? Do I have to have different education? Or can I just grow as a person? Mm. Or could I just grow as a leader and do more, be more benefit and influential to people in that way? I don't need maybe more education per se, but I do need more personal growth. So how do I get uh-huh. it? Where do I go? What can I do? So uh, just out of curiosity, what is next for you? I don't know what is next, but there is more um, mm-hmm. because there's always more. I am trying to gain more confidence in public speaking um, because I feel every good leader has great public speaking skills. So if you're going to be a good leader, you've got to be able to talk in front of people, which is probably not one of my strong points, so I need to learn how to make it stronger within me. Uh, So I practice by going to signing up for conferences, which I have to prepare presentations, and then I have to speak in front of people. Um, But in doing that, it keeps me, it keeps pushing me to get over that I really don't want to be a public speaker. I just would rather sit back here and watch people. Knowing that, oh, I could do that, and I have a lot to say, so I could do that. And so that's why I keep pursuing going to conferences, speaking in front of people, sharing my stories, and maybe somebody get something from that to help them. Yeah, so again, it goes back to desire. You have this desire to make a difference and to inspire other people. And even though the the journey that you're taking currently into this uh, a little more scary place, right, it's not necessarily like working with children when you first started explaining the story, it came naturally to you. And it was like a aha moment. Of course, I'm going to work with children. Um, but right now, thinking about this, working with people um, from the stage uh, is a little more scary. And so, um, you know, one thing that I can say, because I know you and I've been, you know, working with you is that um, you are not afraid to do hard things. And for people who are wondering about how do you become successful, that's a big clue. Um, You are always going to have hard things in front of you. Right. There will be things that scare you to death. 
And if you can look it in the face and say, I can do hard things and do it anyway, I guarantee you success is on the other side of that. Absolutely. Even if it's not, uh, you can't see the success right away. Like, um, you know, the first time that you had asked me to do a, a leader's call was probably, it was exhilarating because I was like, oh my gosh. And in the same sense, I'm like, no, I can't do this. I probably really mm. shouldn't do this. No, that's okay. I won't do it. But in my head, that desire to say, no, this is an opportunity. You need to push on. You know, it's that um, pro and con, the yeah uh-huh. subconscious on your shoulder, one telling, you know, I could actually yeah. see them arguing on my shoulders, telling me yes, no, yes, no before one wins and says, you need to do this. So I was like, okay, okay, reluctantly, I'll do this. In the same sense, not having a clue as to what I'm supposed to do. And you didn't do. die, right? And, and what if I fail? What, what if I really fail hard? Then what? Yeah, yeah. Well, then what? Right. <laughs> then you get better, so right? Do, <laughs> then you have to work towards getting better. Yes, absolutely. Then you have a benchmark. Then you know what's bad, right? Right, right. All right. Well, I know we're running just a little bit low on time, so I'm going to pick apart a couple different lessons uh, from Rose's story here. So um, the biggest one, I hope you already caught this. We've said it a million times. is just desire, really knowing what you want. um, Your desire can be... Um, the same sort of desire throughout your whole life. So, for example, Rose shared with you she knew from an early age she wanted to work with children, right? However, how she's gone about that, the, the goal or the vision of how she's done that has changed. But the desire has still stayed the same. She wants to serve. She wants to add value to other people, and she wants to inspire. So even in this new journey of jumping out and doing um, public speaking, it's still the same desires, it just looks a little different. And then the second one is really this idea of persistence. So understanding that there are struggles, there are hard times coming, and when you can persist from one struggle to the next, that's when success finds you. So many people think, oh, I've just got to have the right idea, I've got to have the right product, I've got to you know, sell to the right people. When in reality, it's your ability to successfully navigate from one struggle to the next that eventually success finds you and you go, oh, my gosh, look at that. Finally, after 20 years, I'm an overnight success. Okay? Um, And then just the last one is this idea of outwitting fear. So um, as Rose has shared, she's in this place where it's scary to get up on stage and to talk to people, but again, she goes back to her desire and persistence. And when you are able to confront fear and to tell fear basically, hey, hit the road, right? I got important work to do here. Um, You are more likely to find success. So I, I hope that that helps our listeners to really key in on, you know, maybe one of those three things you need to focus on more. Um, is it desire? Is it persistence? Is it outwitting fear? I don't know what yours is. So um, really do some thinking work and, and decide which one of those would you like to focus on to become better. All right? So 
Rose, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. We really, really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for asking, and I do hope that just in my story helps other people, you know, find their something more and and, and their desire to grow and learn and, and do so many more things. Awesome. All right, everybody. Um, so I hope this added value to you. Um, whatever you do today, wherever you find yourself, um, enjoy some time with yourself, maybe with a friend, um, a, a close family member, and maybe even talk to them about what you heard on this podcast and some things that might be rolling around in your mind. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper, and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.